Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Out in the streets, they call it Back on the Life, Learning, and Success podcast, we have a very special guest on today from Facebook, Mark Walrap. We're going to get right to it because we have a bunch of things that we got to cover in a short time period with him. He's a busy man. Let me welcome him on right now. Mark, what's going on? Hey, Dave. All is well here in uh, L.A. <laughs> it's always well in L.A. Since it's nice and warm. It's sunny. It's beautiful. <laughs> you, you can't beat it. <laughs> Not like your old stomping grounds, the East Coast, where every day the weather is different. <laughs> exactly. Well, I wanted to you know, get you on this podcast, where, uh, and I'm going to be streaming some of it on Facebook as well while I'm talking to you, but uh, the, the purpose of our Life Learning Success podcast is to really talk with a lot of the thought leaders in different fields and get to understand, uh, you know, what they're all about. So if you could just give uh, uh, some of the people that will be listening your background, not just at Facebook and where you were before at Yahoo, but a, but a full, full scope of where you came from, where you went to school, that kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, went to school in New Haven, Connecticut at Yale. Um, had a good run there. Uh, played ball there as well. Um, then just got in a car with some buddies and moved out to California without a job or really knowing anybody. Uh, first job was in a mailroom uh, in the talent representation business. So um, just like an, you know, there's a an agent um, in sports, um, talent or actors and actresses, directors, uh, cinematographers also have uh, representation as well. So there's a group of about three to five big agencies. I'm sure you've probably heard of them. Uh, they've branched out into sports, CAA, William Morris, ICM, UTA. I worked for two of them over the course of five years and um, eventually became an agent myself and actually realized that it was something that I thought that I really wanted um, and I thought that it was my path, but recognized that it really wasn't. And um, so that was sort of my proverbial fork in the road. And at that point in the late 90s, the, uh, the Internet was starting to become a thing and um, I interviewed over at Facebook in early 2000, and um, I mean, not at Facebook, at uh, Yahoo in 2000, and secured a role there, worked there for eight years, and then have worked at Facebook for eight years um, since then. So that's the path, and uh, it's not always linear, 
there's definitely stops and starts along the way in, in every career, but I was fortunate to get into a, a space that um, is expanding and has been extant- expanding for a couple decades now. And, you know, my advice there is when you're thinking about choosing a career path, um, start high level on um, the basics of is it a growth industry to begin with? Because if you can get in early in a growth industry like I did, there's plenty of opportunities to, to sort of carve out your own path and, um, you know, multiple options um, along the way. Tremendously interesting because I never realized that, that you were in the agent representation business on the uh, actor and, and entertainer side. Um, as far as when you decided to come out, because, you know, one of the things this is all about is, you know, getting people to go after their dreams and, and picking up and leaving from, you know, where you grew up and, and where you went to school. Um, what, what was the thought process in, in going and just changing your whole world like that? I think, you know, everybody has their own inner voice. And I think one stat is 70% of all people end up um, within 20 miles of where they grew up. So um, getting up and leaving sort of your hometown or your home city and state and going somewhere is definitely uncomfortable. Um, But it's something that you've got to embrace. And at this point, um, there are enough big cities that have flourishing industries um, to where that's where the opportunity is. Not to say that there wasn't opportunity in Boston, but you've got to be care- you've got to be sort of mindful of of sort of the complacency um, and the ease at which um, it can be to 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 to, to settle down at home. Um, and look, traveling and you know sort of uprooting yourself and moving to a different part of the country is not easy. It's never going to be easy, but um, in general, if you're able to power through it um, and identify opportunities that are are unique uh, to you and what you're seeking, then, um, you know, the future could be really bright. I think it's really interesting. I think most successful people you know, take the chances that, you, you know, you've taken to, to be a difference maker. Um, how about some of the influences you had you know, going back to maybe your time at Yale or playing football that have helped you uh, in business and in, in sales? So, I mean, you know, football, anyone who's played football through the ranks uh, realizes that it's the ultimate team sport. I played baseball as well, but baseball's more like an, more like an individual sport Um that you know you play as a team, um, but in football, if, if all 11 folks on guys on either side of the field are, are not operating in concert, um, it could be a disaster. And so, um, understanding and spending eight, nine years in the game of football, that that sort of camaraderie, um, that galvanizing sort of fortitude of you know, one team, one dream, that's something that you you don't get um, in many other institutions. 
um, business or, or recreationally. And so once you identify and you've gone through that, you've got a certain sort of responsibility, not only to yourself, but to those around you um, on your team in the business world. And so um, they serve you well. You're, you're generally loyal. Uh, you generally don't want to let the person down next to you. And so that serves uh, football players well in the real world because of that mentality. And so, um, you know, I'll, I mean, probably one of the best, the biggest gifts in my life was, was uh, you know, my high school football coaches because you're so impressionable at that age um, and then into college that um, they're like mentors um, and help you grow into the, you know, the person that you're ultimately going to be. So that was a, an enormous um, lesson that I was fortunate enough to, to have early in my life. And for those that have gone through it can probably relate. And those that are parents um, should consider the life lessons that sports can bring to, you know, your kids. I appreciate that. And I think that, you know, a lot of people don't realize the true foundation that football does give. And I think fast forward into, you know, the career, you know, leaving, leaving the agency business and moving to Yahoo, identifying, um, well, what ended up becoming, you know, the internet platform, but in the internet and now social media, um, you know, I just call it all the internet now and everything's so integrated, but, um, the the process of you going to sales and determining that as a path to be successful, um, you know, what was the thought process of doing that? And then, um, you know, what what is it about sales that you really like and gravitate towards? Well, first, sales is definitely not for everybody. Um, it is a um, it can be a, a lonely world, um, but it can also be a very fulfilling world. And you've got you've to be pretty much naturally cut out for it um, because you, you're putting yourself out there. You're carrying a book of business and a responsibility, a revenue or a quota responsibility that, that um, you know, really revolves around accountability, right? Your success and failure is very black and white. You're in marketing or many other cross-functional roles in the business world. It's uh, a little less black and white um, and a little bit more, um, I would say, a little bit more uh, horizontal as it relates to your role and responsibilities. Sales is about, obviously, representing a product, getting that product in front of prospects and potential customers and getting them to sign on the line, uh, which is dotted. Um, and so, um, you know, sales as a profession um, can be very lucrative compared to many other roles because you do take on those additional responsibilities. Because you're on the front line driving revenue, which helps um, – feed and fuel the rest of the cross-function across any company. But Facebook, our sales team is 
funding innovation in many other areas. So we're getting into virtual reality, and we're trying to um, bring uh, Internet access to poor countries around the world that don't have Wi-Fi. And so the sales portion of our organization um, and the revenue that we bring in through advertising is actually funding all of those other projects, which are essentially lost leaders, right? They don't bring in any revenue on their own, but those are um, aspects of the company that we're investing in long-term, and, and, and it's all because of the sales engine, if you will. Well, one of the things I always truly believe in, and, and you maybe take me uh, through, through what you think about this, um, if you generate business, and you generate success and financial success obviously usually comes along with that. You could do the greatest amount of good uh, for people by setting up, you know, organizations that can that can provide help um, versus the individual that that you know says, "Hey, I'd like to help out," but never takes care of the opportunity for to be successful themselves and limits the reach that they have. What are your thoughts uh, about those kind of two different thought process. So can you rephrase? I'm just not 100% sure on what the actual question is. So if there, there are two kind of schools of thought. The school of thought is okay. I'm going to go out and, and I'm going to provide uh, help and, and, and lend my time to it. Um, and then the other school of thought uh, to an organization, uh, to a function, the other school of thought is, I'll be I'll be able to give back by creating wealth and creating success uh, through what I do. I'll be able to have more of an actual impact in, in in a greater way to more people. So people kind of go on one side or the other. What are, what is your thoughts about the best way to create um, success for people who are disadvantaged? Is it to be able to create your own success and then give back, or is it to go out there right away right now and, and try to create? Uh, smaller opportunities. Yeah, I think it depends on your a your means, and I guess the assumption is is that in this particular scenario, you don't have a lot of means. But in this day and age, um, especially in America, uh, you know, the notion of owning a business has been democratized. So, I have a friend whose wife sells birthstones um, and so what she does is in advance of of somebody's birthday on Facebook she will basically market to that person's friends uh, and to that person in their news feed uh, the birthstone for their particular month and their particular year and she operates this business out of her home, and she makes in the neighborhood of a half a million dollars a year profit. And so um, on a shoestring budget, she started this company, got really savvy about marketing, and now has a, a legitimate business that's brought her and her family wealth. Um, so the Internet has basically democratized small business. And so you you essentially have infinite reach if you can come up with the right idea and understand how to market it and get it in front of the right people. Um, 
And then there's obviously the corporate route, right, which is join a big company, work your way up through the ranks. Um, obviously, it's a lot more comfortable to work at a big company because most of the functions are already sort of, um, you know, covered for you, your human resource function, um, your training functions, all that good stuff. When you're an entrepreneur, you're essentially accounting and training and HR all on your own. So I think there's two paths. There's more of the entrepreneurial path and there's more of the, the company approach. And, and you've got to sort of ask yourself uh, what you're most comfortable with and where you think you can thrive and then insert yourself into the proper environment and everything else um, you know, should theoretically take care of itself. Absolutely. And, and, and within the Facebook culture, first of all, you know, what made you make the jump from Yahoo to Facebook, and how did you identify that you thought uh, that could be a company you wanted to be a part of? And then what kind of culture for success does Facebook foster? Eight years at any company, especially in this day and age, is a lot. So one thing um, I try to do is, is, you know, disrupt myself. Um, and so I saw that social media was becoming more sticky than the portals. The portals were essentially the AOLs, the Microsofts, the Yahoo's of the world were really good at organizing information, sports and finance and email and messenger into one clean, well-lit place. What they didn't do and failed to recognize was that people on the other end of those handles have a voice. And what social media did was is it made the Internet more bidirectional and really focused on the notion of sharing. And I'd say one of the biggest things that Facebook did early on as a company that none of the portals ever really recognized was this simple notion of tagging photos. Um, it seems so silly and so remedial these days and such like a, like a simple concept, but back then it really wasn't. And so until Facebook um, sort of uh, you know, built that notion of tagging into the photo sharing uh, platform, um, you know, we didn't really recognize how important um, sort of that ability to allow people to share seamlessly information um, to their friends, their family, and colleagues, um, how, how, how legitimate that was as a functionality on the Internet. And that became one of, the, one of the, the key sort of aspects of the growth of the platform. Um, so, yeah, I'd say um, high level. Back then I had no idea what the future was, but sort of had a, had a small notion that uh, the Facebooks and the MySpaces of the world were doing some things that the portals were not. And, um, and so, yeah, that's what spurned the, the eventual jump. Some would say that you have amazing foresight. You went, you went from uh, a company that was incredibly hot at, at an early time period and obviously since then has, has had their struggles to, 
to another company that is incredibly hot and, and continuing to grow. Although with, with all uh, things really seems to be a lot more stable, this uh, 2.0 going from the portal to the social media and with some of the leaders uh, like Facebook, Facebook might be the leader. Uh, I'm sure you would argue that it is the leader. And they allow um, for tremendous success in multiple avenues. And that kind of brings me to, to uh, you know, a, as uh, a very prominent sales executive with, with Facebook who's spoken with a lot of people all over the place as to what are the new, new opportunities that are out there. And, and we talked a little bit on the Sports Tech uh, podcast about VR, but this, this group of people that we're reaching is a little bit different. So what, what are some of the opportunities that you see, uh, not just for Facebook growth, but for business growth out there today? Yeah, I think, so John Chambers, the, the CEO of Cisco, said, um, was quote, famously quoted uh, as saying that in 10 years, um, 50% of the Fortune 500 companies would be out of business. And what he was meant by that was that the Fortune 500 are obviously the biggest companies in America, right? You've got the Exxon to the Apples to the Bank of Americas to the General Motors, etc. But what's interesting is um, bigger doesn't always necessarily mean mightier, especially in a world where disruption is um, now um, sort of uh, omni-evident. And what I mean by that is most spaces are being disrupted in one way or another. Um, Uber, you know, has disrupted the taxi industry. Airbnb is disrupting um, the hospitality business. You have Netflix disrupting the entertainment, Spotify disrupting music. And what does that mean? That means that smaller, more nimble, innovative companies that are taking an idea that's existing and and better serving its users because they are innovating are becoming um, more prominent um, than some of the stalwart companies that have been around for 50 or 100 years. And so, um, ironically, um, you know, innovation and change um, and the ability to disrupt yourself um, is actually a key trait to succeeding as a company um, moving forward. Um, and every business uh, is facing challenges from smaller um, sort of disruptor uh, startups that have financing and have funding and have um, folks that are tapping into a mission that's trying to solve for um, either an inefficiency that a big company might have or an inability to stay connected with its customers. And so um, one thing we talk about all the time is really just, um, you know, how do you constantly evolve yourself as a company? Because as soon as you get complacent, there's going to be some other small company that's going to come by and come up with a better way of serving customers and ultimately going to 
going to shift sort of market share in, into their direction. I think you touched on some, some incredible points, and actually uh, Facebook Live uh, follower wrote in that it gives people a choice, and I think that's, uh, that's a really true thing is that the innovation and disruption and people's awareness of what's going on now creates more choices for people to find what they want and they're kind of where in the old days, you know, you had this one company that makes steel, this is the company that makes uh, trains or planes or, or, or uh, soda or whatever it is. Now, uh, because of, uh, of social media, multiple different platforms, you have people and disrupting ideas with innovative ideas that give people a choice as to finding what they think is really the best thing that works for them. I think that that's, I, I think you hit on it right, you know, right on the head. That's giving those people a choice and that innovation and disruption is just going to continue, uh, and and more and more until we till people find things that that they're looking for that suits their needs. Um, what what is as far as, you know, what do you do every day to help you become successful? And what would you advise people? to do and to help them become successful in whatever, you know, they deem success as? As remedial as this may sound, um, a a daily to-do list written down. I, I'm blown away at the number of folks that don't have their day sort of written out in a to-do list on tasks, both um, personally and professionally. Um, about 20 years ago, I remember my father, like, you know, just giving me this, like, little small book, and he's like, write everything down. And, and you know, since then, I've written everything down. I've got, like, 20, like, of these smaller books that are just filled up with tasks through the years. So when you write stuff down, nothing falls through the cracks. And so part of building a, a foundation for you, both personally and professionally, is to not let stuff fall through the cracks say you're going to follow up with somebody, follow up with somebody. Um, and in a, from a business perspective, you know, we actually have a, we call this, uh, you know, brilliant basics. It sounds really simple, right? Like, oh, keep a list. But you'd be surprised at the number of folks that don't. And in the business world, you know, this notion of brilliant basics um, revolves around sort of preparation for meetings, Right, understanding the person and the company that you're walking into, um, that you're trying to sell something to or partner with, um, and so um, that's sort of one thing. I'd say another thing is um, to be sort of successful in business is to always find um, a mentor. Um, nobody can go at this and do it alone. Um, I mean, everybody from um, everybody's had a mentor or two that they can point to along the way or a coach that has helped them um, succeed. Uh, you talk to Mark Cuban and even, you know, he who started Broadcast.com in his college dorm room and sold it for $5 billion to Yahoo while I was there. Um, you know, he had mentors along the way. So um, finding mentors, people that want to invest in their career, uh, and your career alongside of you um, is mission critical um, to your overall success. And then finally, uh, it's a little bit cliche, but really um, finding 
you know, a discipline that you're either A, talented at, and secondarily something that you, you love to do. When you love to do something, you're, you're up at night thinking about ideas, um, writing things down, wanting to um, embrace or grasp that particular profession or discipline. If it's something you don't like and you're just sort of punching a time clock, um, your long-term sort of um, happiness will be limited and ultimately, the amount of um, success that you'll you'll be able to attain will be limited as well. Yeah, there's nothing that drives me crazier than people that that take a job to to get a paycheck. I think they're missing out on life. They're missing out on uh, the opportunities that are there. And I understand when obviously people are in certain situations and certain time periods of their life, but don't ever lose sight on what your passion is and and what what you want to go after because uh, you only get to live one life. And last thing you want to be is, is, is sitting there on your deathbed and say, I could have did this or could have did this or should have did that. Um, and, and I know that you live that way because you, you, you got your own war wounds with your knee from uh, ski jumping and snowboarding. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I know that's how you, you live your life. So um, I, I think it really is true. I always like to find out what kind of books people read, or in today's day and age, maybe it's audio books or, or, or e-books. What kind of uh, what books are, are some of your favorites that that uh, that you have read and that have helped you? Um, so, you know, obviously, books that are specific to my my industry, and and a lot of those books are about what the future is going to look like. Um, I love sports as well, so I've read both of the Colin Cowherd books because um, I'm a big fan of his. I tune into him pretty much every morning. Um, now that he's actually here on the West Coast, it's a lot easier. Um, but um, more so than just books, I think it's also about um, sort of uh, digesting daily information um, from whatever source, a book, BuzzFeed, um, a New York Times, a newsletter about um, the current state of your industry or discipline, right? If you're a pro athlete, like you want to know about what the latest and greatest is in that space. Um, I set Google alerts around certain topics and things that are important to me so I understand and know that if something comes out uh, as it relates to Tesla, because I happen to own a Tesla, that I am in the know on what the innovations are or what um, the latest and greatest as it relates to that particular topic. So those are sort of three of the, the different pillars that um, I gather information from. Yeah, I, I, I found that uh, I try to read a book a week if possible. I know it's, that's always a daunting challenge, but uh, I try to do it. I, I, there's times during the day while I'm working out, I can listen to a book if I can't read it. And, uh, and otherwise, there are other times during the day that I try to, try to gather as much information as possible on things that I'm interested in. I, I found it, it helps me, and it, it helps me learn things and from world leaders to, to business professionals to sports. So I, I appreciate all your input. I mean, I think, you know, uh, some of the most interesting things that you talked about was, Obviously, identifying you know what, what 
cause you to go into the career you're in, that innovation and disruption, the to-do list, such basic stuff like the to-do list and following up and, and having the discipline to do what's necessary and going after your, you know, what you love is, is uh, so important. I truly thank you for coming on. I know your time is always tight, and I appreciate you, you know, taking 30 minutes to sit down with, with, with me and, and obviously the listeners. This, the Life Learning Success Podcast is uh, quickly taking off as, you know, we're on episode seven now, um, and I truly thank you for coming on. I wish you much success. Thanks, Dave. The work that you're doing is great, bringing sort of this, you know, real-life experiences to the to the folks that you're working with on the front lines. And, you know, you're a great example of, of somebody that's identified an industry that you're passionate about, has figured out your niche within that industry. You've gone a mile deep, right? And um, just appreciate the opportunity to, to reconnect with you and, and the folks that, uh, that uh, you're supporting. Oh, thanks so much. I wish you very best and enjoy the uh, the great sunshine that you have every single day. My jealousy <laughs> on that definitely continues. <laughs> very well. Take care, pal. Be well. All right, buddy. Bye. That was Mark Wolrap, West Coast Sales Director uh, for Facebook, finishing up the Life, Learning, and Success podcast. As always, please go to iTunes. This will be up there probably later today uh, on the Life Learning and Success podcast and also under NUC Media. Take a second listen to some of the things that that Mark talks about. One of the most accomplished people I know in sales, a former Yale football player who was a star there. He doesn't talk about the fact that he was uh, Yale's leader in interceptions. I think he had double digits. I want to say 11 or 12 in one season holds the Yale record for that. Uh, his identification going after a different lifestyle, moving out to the West Coast, where he wanted to be, uh, and then finding his job uh, employment um, first in the agency business uh, at, at the larger agencies and then with Yahoo, and now with Facebook where he's become a, a megastar with them and all the innovations they've had, um, and he's doing the great sales, his techniques, his background. Uh, he talked about the brilliant ba- basics. He talked about some of the things he, he likes to read. It's interesting that he always stays involved in, in the sports because that's something that he's passionate about. Um, making sure you have mentors is critical. Uh, a simple to-do list every single day. The discipline to follow up with people that you need to in sales, that's obviously critical. And, and loving what you do and having that passion uh, is key. And until the next time, for the Life Learning and Success Podcast. Keep doing your best. Keep getting better. Keep trying to succeed. And we will definitely see you all very, very, very soon. Life Learning Success Podcast. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.